Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today's show, it's a little bit of tough love. I know we're in a pandemic and under the circumstances, there's a lot of reasons why people are out of work. People can be broke. People people can be struggling. Wah, 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 man. But seriously, okay. seriously, though, for the people out there who, who are dealing with the financial struggles that are, are COVID-related, today's show is not directed at your struggles. So we, we respect that and understand the struggles of life going on. But there are some people who are doing some self-sabotages. Their financial problems are self-inflicted. And today's show is for you, Karen. Mm-hmm. Sean, today's show is the 15 reasons why you are so broke. What do you guys think of that title? Offense intended. <laughs> if you're offended by this title, then you it, this is especially for you. And if you're not offended by this title, I'm sure you can forward it to somebody that would be offended by this title. So <laughs> there are people that are just broke for no reason. And we decided to team up, put it together, go into the think tank and kind of cut up some reasons. We were going to do 10, but there were so many. We decided like, okay, let's extend it out to 15 reasons why. No, you know what? There's there's some people who aren't technically broke, but they lead that broke life. You know, you're leading that life that you one, one thing goes wrong and you're going to be broke, even though you're, you're, you're doing all right now, but <laughs> you've got, you're setting yourself up for being broke. You know who you are. It stresses you out. It keeps you up at night. Get your notepad out. This is a spinoff to our one of our first shows that we did uh, way back then called Blinging Till You're Broke. So this is like the 2021 version to Blinging Till You're Broke. So if you, if you, if you listen to this one, you can go back and listen to our, the original one, too, as well. All right. Well, let's get right into this. It's the top 15 reasons why you are so broke. Sean, let's kick it off with number 15. Number 15, man. You own a home you really can't afford. Mm. You know, and this starts with from the beginning, like you don't do your homework. And I mentioned on the last show, like don't put all the faith in your banker, your broker, your real estate broker to do all the work for you. Do your homework. It's your biggest purchase of your life. And you don't. So that means when you're not doing your homework, you're not accounting for all the major expenses that come with owning a home, like insurance, maintenance, water, electric, taxes, and just unforeseen upgrades. And so, and like Karen said in the Frugal Jewish show, you know, her parents figured out that big house ain't cheap to heat. So sometimes, you know, people all have these huge houses and they realize like maintaining those big houses is not easy. And then there's signs and then there's signs that you're in over your head. And you guys can help me out with this. Number one sign that you're in over your head. You borrowing from your retirement or saving account to cover your monthly expenses. That means you have a negative cash flow. That hurts to hear, doesn't it? Signs that you're in over your head, having more home than you can afford. You know, I follow the KISS formula. Keep it simple, stupid. If your <laughs> if you're, like, deal that you're doing is very complicated and you're not dealing with a traditional bank like a J.P. Morgan, a Citibank, a Bank of America, and it's some bank of Kawuchwa, and they have this complicated <laughs> deal. Excuse you. Know, you. <laughs> I, I do a lot of good business at Bank of Kawuchwa. <laughs> then you know that you're in, this is not the home for you and you can't afford it. 
Question, in, in light of this keep it simple, stupid kind of the kiss mentality, is there a way preemptively for, as we're reading off these lists, why some people go broke, if I'm about to buy a house, how do I know if it's too much house money-wise? Is there a way to kind of evaluate what my, what, what, how do you evaluate the threshold of this is too much, I can't, I really shouldn't be buying this? You know, your intuition will tell you if you can't afford it. Like if you have to go into funds, if you're like looking at, you know, I always say if you can get a house where it's close to what you're already paying in rent, then you know what are you can afford. And if you see that the increase is going up a couple hundred dollars and you have to ask yourself, can I afford the increase in payment or what am I going to cut back on currently that's going to allow me to make to, to, to afford this? There has to be sacrifices. You know, when I bought my first places, I was so paranoid, like I didn't furnish my places First couple of properties I bought, I had an Indian rug, and I told guests right away, if you're coming over to my house to hang out, we're watching a movie, all I had was an Indian rug and a big screen TV, the one you had to roll in on wheels. And I told them, hey, <laughs> if you're coming to my house, there's no couch, no bed, we got a rug. And if you're okay with that, then we can come hang out. Because until I can afford to buy that, I'm not- That is so, so savage. I mean, there are workarounds. That is frugalness plus laziness. Because <laughs> you could go on Craigslist, you could go to, to Housing Works. If you don't you want to buy an itch couch, I'm going to buy an itch couch. Yes, you can get something nice for cheap. You live you live here, you can like that. You, can, you could have made it happen, but you just, you didn't even want to hear it. So interestingly, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, as of June 30th of this year, mortgage delinquency in the U.S. had reached 8.2%, which is pretty high, the highest since 2011, and um, almost doubled the 4.5% of a year, just one year earlier. So there's currently about 53 million mortgages in the U.S., and that means more than 4.3 million mortgages are delinquent. So it's not all your fault, obviously, there's a pandemic, but you know, something to keep in mind. In addition, almost 5 million homes have been in forbearance and it's estimated that at least one to 2 million more of those loans will fall delinquent before the end of this year. So things have gotten kind of real this year. And you don't want to be the eight per people out of the hundred that are going that lose their home. You don't, you don't want to be, want that, to be that person. And you know, it's, it's, if you have more home than you can afford, then you, you put yourself at risk immediately, immediately to lose that gorgeous home. All right, well, let's move on to number 14, reasons why you are broke. So you don't want to be on this list, so listen close. Number 14, you own a car and you can't afford it. Similar kind of concept, but when your car payment is as high as your mortgage or rent, that's a problem. My general rule, your car note with insurance should be half your rent or mortgage payment. So if you find yourself in over your head and you have a car that you can't afford, be proactive with the lender, the dealer, and you know, yourself. It's an all parties favor to work something out. Maybe you can return the car and trade it in or try to get some a, a, into a different, more affordable car for yourself. Yeah, I love like swap lease. I'm always like, I got a, my Tesla actually off swap lease. I bought it from a doctor that recently moved to New York and the car was only six months old. And so Yo, you've got a Tesla? Brand new. <laughs> so like swap lease is a great website that people use to put their car up if they can no longer afford the lease for some reason or if you're looking to purchase a car. So I would say, you know, there's always an option when you're looking to to get rid of your car, especially if you're financing or leasing it, because it's all parties' favor to make it work. Right. And you know, seizing your car is actually the most expensive and time and energy consuming option for whoever sold you your car in the first place. So it's in their best interest also to work with you. Correct. I had a girlfriend and she I was literally at her house. We were watching that show where they um they you know, remember that, that, show, that show where they tow your car? Remember that yes, show where they yes. you, where they um, repo your car? Yep. And we're sitting laughing at that show. This is a true story. And while we're watching the show, her car got repossessed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the most instant car thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> and then she's looking at me like, what am, I'm supposed to do something. Like, and I and she knew very well like that she wasn't making her payments because there was a time before I went over to her house and I'm like, yo, where's your car? And she went crazy, like ballistic, like, oh my God, they came to get it and to come to find out it's her mom bored her car and she didn't know. So that was her first warning. And then we're just chilling out and watching, laughing at the repo show, laughing. And her car got repoed this during that episode, during that while we're watching that show. And there was only a few months left on the lease. And she's looking at me like, I am going to help pay off. Like you said, it got really expensive, all these fees and charges that they were trying. And I was looking at her like, so, so Sugar Daddy Sean didn't, didn't, didn't pay off that. I was like, let me get 
one more night of some good loving because this is a breakup. This is a breakup. <laughs> this is a defining moment in our relationship. Sean's <laughs> number one tip for why you're broke is you keep paying for your girlfriend's stuff. <laughs> Sean's <laughs> no girlfriends, nothing. <laughs> you get a little tie from me, but you know, like car notes. Come on, that's, that's a know, little care right, well, We love each other. What's a, a little tie between friends? <laughs> I just want to make a, a quick note to you that if you are considering buying a car, remember that your monthly car payment is literally just a tip of the iceberg. We talked about this a little bit before, but there's gas, registration, taxes, depreciation as you drive it off a lot, tires, insurance, finance charges. It's just so expensive. I no, I do not have a car. Well, let's go to number thirteen, Matt. The reason why you're broke. Fifteen was oh, you can't afford your home. Fourteen was you can't afford your car. 13 is you spend more than you make, Matt. That's when I say your eyes are bigger than your mouth. So I have some tips, Karen. Go on. Ways to control your spending habits. Understand your spending triggers. Like for me, like when I go to see the movies and back in the day, like I am compelled to buy a large popcorn and a Pepsi. And I know I'm getting ripped off. I know I'm not getting a fair deal on this thing, but like, Watching a movie without the popcorn and and the Pepsi from the movie theater is just not like I'm not going to enjoy the movie. I'd rather die. So exactly. So like I know my spending trigger. So what do I do, Karen? I sneak in the Pepsi and I no. just buy the popcorn. I oh, sneak it in. I get past security. I get past the guy at the door. I'm How like, is okay, it that's what I do, and I don't say that. <laughs> so I sneak in the Pepsi and I and I just buy the popcorn. I think okay. this is amazing. These are amazing finance tips you're getting only on this show. <laughs> Tip number thirteen: sneak in your Pepsi. <laughs> we all so listen. There's something. Okay, let me be. On, let me go a little further. Then ripped off at the movie theater. We go to the movies to get ripped off for popcorn. It wouldn't be the same if it were reasonably prepped. Like, what is this trash popcorn that you're Let's not lose focus. It's ways. There's a key. There's key ways to control your spending habits. So it's understanding your spending triggers. All right. All right. Track your spending. Like it's. There's a fear of tracking your spending. I even have that fear because sometimes I don't you really it. don't want to know. I don't. Put lower and strict limits on your credit cards. If you know you're that person, you know, put $500 limits on, you know. Set daily financial goals. Start off selling. Like, when you have a problem, you know you have a problem, you got to start, like, the basics. Set daily financial. Today, I'm only, like, I'm sitting here, you know, like you guys know, I'm in, I'm in Barbados, under the sun. I'm under a little quarantine. And instead of, like, ordering in, like, food, service food, like, where it's, like, $60 a plate, I got my cousins bringing me food. I'm like, yo, bring me breakfast, bring me lunch. The door guy's getting tired of me. I'm getting like three meals a day delivered to me. I'm like, because I'm not spending, I'm not getting a $1,000 hotel bill on food and all the accessories. It's coming local for me. So, you know, it's really, and that's part of my budget, like when I'm here. Every dollar you make has a home. And I'm so a fan of that. Like when I have, like when I'm getting money coming in, like when I say has a home, $100 may go to saving. $50 may go to you know, entertainment, $20 may go to some household expense, but you can find a pocket for every dollar. And we had a show with Derek, who was um, the credit king. He goes credit into king. depth with that. Yeah. About how he, everything is allocated and how he has multiple accounts for everything he's where, where money goes for bills, for travel. So you can listen to that show and, and take some great tips in that. But Sean, consider point, every, when you just said every dollar has a home, and I, I think uh, a note for some people, not everyone, but some people, when you actually have a physical dollar or the dollars you have in your pocket, sometimes people spend it when they have it. So sometimes you have to manage how much cash 100%. you have in your pocket. Like if you if you're one of those people where it burns a hole in your pocket, and you just you got it, you spend it. Maybe you need to manage how much you keep on your person. Absolutely. So like, point, I will go out of my way to find ways to spend money just because it's on me. I'm like, well, it's. I'm stimulating the economy. I'm a job creator. <laughs> I'm a, I'm oh, a, God, you're a job person. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel responsible. You know what? If you really want to feel good about spending money just because it's on you, go support a small business and you just feel now you're a hero. Well, I'll tell you this, like I really have conditioned myself. Like there's accounts that I have where I have money in it, and it, I don't even act like it's my money, to be quite okay. frank. I only deal with the money that's in a certain account that I'm using to spend my expenses. And I forget like, oh, I can use this money because in my head, that's not even my money. I don't even act like it exists. Like I have to literally tell my nephew and my son like where my son counts are because I forget because I really try not to act like it's my money. And, I, and, it, and so I think that's something you can have a mindset like this money in this account is what I'm using for certain things. And it, it creates a conditioning for you. And consider budgeting and certain expenses that actually save you money down the road, like health insurance, rent, renter's insurance, and even life insurance, you know.
Right. Um, you know, here's the thing. And, and also we talked about that on my frugal Jewish parents, right? They were really frugal, really Jewish, very parents. You said really oh. Jewish. You said it. I didn't say it. I said it. I said it. I'm the Jew. But they certain things were we spent on and like those expenses, the insurances especially were part of the um, essentials, right? Because if you don't pay, you can save a lot of money on health insurance, obviously. But if you get sick, then that savings goes out the window, right? You're going to lose everything. Also, so I don't like keeping track of my money. I don't like dealing with my money at all. It stresses me out. And the truth is that making these careful budgets and accounts and whatever doesn't work for everyone. I'll be honest, it doesn't really work for me because it's that's a lot of time spent on thinking about money, which makes me anxious. So there's a really simple formula for budgeting. If budgeting works for you, great. If not, then you can focus on this one number. It's really easy to calculate called your net disposable income. And all that is, is your household income, whatever you make, minus essential expenses. And that's your net disposable income. And you can do what you want with that. So paying bills, uh, getting out of debt, all that kind of stuff, you know, your mortgage, your car, whatever, that's all essential. And everything else you can, that's at your discretion. You want to buy some Starbucks, go for it. You want to save it go for it. You could even play with this a little bit, kind of game yourself and make saving a certain amount part of your essential expenses and really go to town on the rest of it. Awesome. Well, next up on the list. So number 12 out of 15 reasons why you're broke is that your finances aren't organized. I literally feel attacked. <laughs> what you, I mean, honestly, I really just shove money aside and then deal with it later. But you don't worry about that now anymore. You got the, the rich Puerto Rican boyfriend now. Uh, my handsome, successful Puerto Rican boyfriend is yeah. a really positive influence on me. That's, you know, tip number 100 or whatever. <laughs> who have it together. Shout, out, shout out to Lewis. Shout out to Lewis. They will rub off on you. Um, yes, no, he's like a joy to be around and very inspiring. But um, if you're not organized, you could try budgeting, listing all of your revenue sources. That will make you feel important and big. Also, then list all of your expenses before they come in. Forecast them list the real expenses, the real cost of them once they actually hit. So you can kind of see if you're on base or not and reward yourself. Don't forget to reward yourself when you reach your goals. I not over reward yourself. You well, not I, over I like, here's, here's what I do. I like to reward myself before I reach my goals, <laughs> just to remind myself that I can do it and that my worth is not dependent on reaching goals. But then um, I also reward myself once I've reached my goals. I guess I reward myself all the time and it makes me feel good. You know, it's funny as I'm listening to our our uh, prescription for the number 12 tip, our issue here, if your finances aren't organized, it's get organized. <laughs> like yeah, list. Right. It's like <laughs> Bottom line, you're so right, Matt. Bottom line is it ain't that hard. Keep a freaking list. You know how much you make. Figure out how much you think that you need to spend. Figure out how much you actually spend. It's literally three columns out of your life. And then figure out how much money you have. And there's apps out there that can assist you, you know? Yeah. Like you have apps like Truebill help you find or cancel your subscription. So if you need a little assistance, you know, there's apps, there's so many budgeting apps out there. There are countless right. amount of them. Well, the subscriptions in particular will actually kind of kill you. You know, we're always kind of adding things and adding this and adding that. And then all of a sudden you're paying like a couple hundred bucks a month in subscription. So it's really nice to be able to see them and be like, I don't need that. I'm not going to the gym during a pandemic, you know, just cross things out. All right. Next up on our top 15 reasons why you're broke. Number 11, you don't invest in yourself. This may sound cliche, but love yourself. Aww. Love yourself, people. <laughs> Make weekly contributions Why to yourself. Why do you have to laugh after this? You guys are joking. It's a serious show. Like what no, I. I like, this is a serious show. You just said that we can't laugh at love yourself. No, because <laughs> people are going to take it serious. Like I'm, we're really being honest. Like love yourself. You know. Sure, yeah. but we also find it hilarious. We do love ourselves, though. That's why we laugh. Well, I will let me say it again for you, Sean. I'm going to say it serious. I'm, and everyone, I'm making a serious face. Yes. Love yourself. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> weekly contributions to yourself. The only way to reach financial freedom is investing in you. Investing in yourself is the best return. Investing in yourself is the best return. Invest in learning a new skill. Invest in having a healthy mind and getting professional counseling. Exercise brings confidence. Doesn't it? I mean, yeah, and I know you. You're you guys are hardcore. Uh, we love workout. it. You know, so we have Nothing exhibit A and B right here. Them. Right, look, series of squats, guys. You get your butt in order. You're gonna feel amazing. <laughs> that ultimate investment. What can I say? <laughs> so as we're as we're learning how to invest in ourselves, and as we said, not to be cliche, but to love ourselves. Here's ten 
additional tips that we can uh, outline for you that you can engage in to help invest in yourself. First, there's setting goals. And we have an acronym, SMART, which means have specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely goals. Uh, number two, honor your intuition, trust your gut. So if you're feeling like, yeah, Sean, what, what's your what's There's your so many here? books on your gut and how your gut is really an, um, a summation of all the things you know about a certain topic, all the feeling, and you just kind of, your gut is in creating a response to that. So I would say, you know, have faith and belief in your gut and it gets back to confidence. And number three is also invest time in your God-given skill. We all have a certain skill that we do well. Invest in that by, you know, educating yourself on it, getting more deeper with it, you know. And also, you know, it gets even to number four, which is investing in building your confidence. The more you love yourself, the farther you will go. Well, to help invest in this confidence or to build your confidence is to educate yourself. So read books, read books on the topics that, of, of things you're trying to to do, whatever it is, your, your goals, if it's business, if it's savings, if it's whatever your goals are, find mm-hmm. books to educate yourself on those topics. Um, you can also attend seminars and workshops. And then as we mentioned earlier, take care of your health, yep. take care of your physical health and your mental health, choose happiness and work on your bucket list. And you know what the good news is that if you are not confident or you don't love yourself and you don't know how to do it, that is actually a skill that can be learned and you can hire someone to teach you that. <clears throat> Introducing. <laughs> like <Our> a coach? <laughs> Miss you- yes, you can hire a therapist and more importantly, you can hire a coach, right? You know, we, we know a coach. One, yeah. one of our, <laughs> we, in fact, <laughs> we have a family member, part of the family is a life coach. So we, oh. we let's bring the lady with the facts back in the house. Dion, are you in the building here? I am. Good to see you, fam. Well, we're, we're, we're talking about the top 15 reasons why you're broke. People who are broke, who are struggling finances, and we're outlining some of the reasons or some of the tips to get out of that. And, and we, we want to talk about investing in a coach. So why don't you talk to us about life coaching? Sure. I've been listening in and you guys are dropping some serious um, gems. Um, So important to invest in yourself in so many ways. And uh, a coach is definitely one of them. Um, When it comes to money, we could put all the money in your hands and it could all disappear in in just a a short amount of time because you haven't really dealt with the underlying stories that we're telling ourselves, right? We haven't really dealt with whether it's certain traumas that have taken place. Um, there may be triggers. So uh, you're wondering why you're in these cycles, right? That are, whether it's overspending or some people, they're hoarders. They're actually money hoarders. So really getting to those underlying, you know, money wise um, can really change your whole financial portfolio, believe it or not. So and wouldn't money hoarding be good? Like you're keeping your money? Until it's almost detrimental to the point where if you're, if you, you're supposed to, money's supposed to flow. So that again goes back to a mentality of lack. So if you, if your self-worth isn't, I know you mentioned self-worth earlier, if your self-worth isn't where it needs to be, it could almost be that you don't believe you're worthy of spending on yourself. I have dealt with clients like that, that um, they'll spend as little as possible or they'll spend on others, but they'll never spend on themselves. So that goes back to the, the lack of self-worth. That's not Karen's problem. Right. Or what if you're triggered because maybe there was a trauma in childhood where maybe your yeah. parents and you were all thrown out on the street because you had no money. So yeah. now you're you're growing your even though you're making say a hundred thousand dollars, you're barely spending any of it in the fear that you may lose everything again. So you haven't realized again, you have these automatic ways of being and you're just going through life and not realizing what's actually running the show. So um, that's where a coach comes in to kind of reflect a new new perspective or lens. So regardless of what your problem is, if it's I'm going broke because I'm spending too much or if I have another issue with money, my my problem may not be going broke. My problem may be not, like you said, spending on yourselves. Whatever the problem is, speaking to someone like yourself, a life coach can help dig into what the reasons behind and come up with strategies on how to, to get past that? Absolutely. And then you have someone there to be accountable, help you, you know, be, stay accountable, right? So we, we actually get to the root. Then you have someone to, once we put in these new practices, 
you're doing something new. So like, you know, it's important to have a way to just to keep you, keep the momentum going, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's where the accountability comes in. Right. So that, that's just some of the reasons why you'd want to hire a, a coach. How's your coaching practice going there, lady with the facts? How are you enjoying that? Oh my gosh, I'm loving it. I said, I get to do this, you know? And uh, though for those who don't know, I mean, I, I did work in fashion for 20 years. So I'm basically married. I call myself a life and wardrobe stylist. So I actually work with typically women, busy moms, women. They tend to be pretty much powerhouses, but they still want more. They still need clarity on their purpose. They don't want to get lost in the sauce. There's still more they want to do. Does it sound familiar? Um, and so um, I am honored uh, to inspire women to believe that they can indeed have it all. As we're, we're, we're breaking down this specific show about people trying to get their finances in order, if anyone wanted to reach you, or how, how can someone get a hold of you? How can someone connect with you? Oh my gosh, yeah, let's talk. So just go to my website, liveyourbestlifeforyou.com. Or you can certainly DM me on Instagram or Facebook at Dion Nichols. All right, well, we want to thank the lady with the facts for joining us and helping to uh, hammer home point number 11. You have to invest in yourself. So if you're in need of a coach, you can reach out. She just told you how to get a hold of her. So before we go any further on our list, we have our top 10 reasons why you're broke, and we're going to help you get out of these things. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. we got more Two Black Guys with Good Credit with Reasons Why You're Broke. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we are giving some tough love. As we stated from the beginning of the show, we understand right now we're in a pandemic. So people may have some financial issues, and we're, we, respect, we respect those issues. Wah, so, wah, 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 wah. No, I'm very, I'm very serious. If somebody's really going through it, with, I don't want people to think we're insensitive or unaware of what's going on in the world. But for the people who are self-sabotaging, people who are kind of just messing up their own finances, we've come up with a list of the top 15 reasons why you're broke and we're trying to help turn you around. So number 15 was you own a home you can't afford. Number 14 was you own a car you can't afford. Number 13, you spend more than you make. Number 12, your finances are not organized. Number 11, you don't invest in yourself. So now we're at the top 10 reasons why you are broke. So number 10, Sean, why don't you give that to him? Number 10, you have poor spending habits. It gets back to what I said earlier, when your eyes are simply bigger than your mouth. Sean, you stop screaming at me. <laughs> I feel <laughs> attacked. <laughs> and you're not able to separate your wants versus your needs. You know, do I want this or do I need this? And I always say, you know, I'm not telling you not to never get a want, but you should a want to be like a reward. You know, and I always give myself, like even... You know, I always give myself a 24-hour rule for a want. You know, mm -hmm. if, I, if I really want this, let, let's let 24 hours expire and see if I really still need it. You know, once you um, kind of get that mind concept, you might even start digging deeper and you're asking yourself, are there better options? Like, even though I, this what, what, is the want that I want, should I buy the, 
should I buy the $5 bottle of water or should I just buy the dollar bottle of Poland Spring that'll give me the same kind of return? Was the Tesla a want or was the Tesla a need? Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation, my friend, that we can get into. It is, it is technically this conversation. But, but technically, I don't pay for, I don't, technically, I don't pay for my Tesla. My tenants pay for it. And I hope they're not listening to this show, but that's the reality of it. Well, they will listen. Uh, that, was a, that was a bossy. That was a little snazzy response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk by nature. What do I want to? What can I tell you? We know you. <laughs> All right. So, tip number nine for why fifteen reasons why you're broke. Number nine is you don't know how to invest. No, believe me, nobody's born knowing how to invest. Don't overwhelm yourself. There's like so much to know. People go to school for it. You, you, it's actually really simple and you don't need to know anything. You can register for free seminars with no hidden agendas, Coursera. Let's, let's re reinforce the no hidden agendas because people were mailing us, oh, like the Forex question guy where there's like oh. hidden agenda and a fee. Like there's a lot of financial seminars that are misleading people. So you yeah. need to find the ones that are really free workshops and they're just trying to teach you basic principles. Or well, we there's, feel, a, even in there's a website called Coursera and they offer online courses. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. Some of them are free. Some of them you only pay if you want to get a certificate in the end. And it's like from schools like Harvard, Yale, Wharton, whatever, like really good prestigious schools taught by their professors. And it's all online. And there's a ton of stuff to know. There's also websites like Quora.com, Q-U-O-R-A, that offers a lot of advice. People write their qualifications. There's financial experts on there. You can really search for any question. It's probably been asked and answered. It's really, really helpful. There's also apps like Public. We talked to this co-CEO public on our show, if you remember, Life, Life. and order. Uh, they offer guided investing, which is good for people from beginners to advanced. The good news is that there's advanced investors on there too to help the beginners and help advanced people get more advanced or whatever. And if you just want the kind of basics, then Robinhood is a really good app. Coinbase is a good app for investing in crypto. You can use small amounts to kind of get used to it. You know, small amounts that you don't mind losing. And if that goes well, kind of increase it. And it's actually a lot of fun. And it's, it's not that hard to just get started. Also, I would think it's also a mindset. Like one of the things we, we buy typically when we're not very knowledgeable of our finances, like you buy your car, that's a depreciating asset as opposed to like if you buy some art or if you invest in the stock, you can invest in things that might grow in value as opposed to just buying stuff that the moment, you, you know, you're just losing money. So I think people totally. need to start to totally reevaluate how they're looking at their spending. Right. And don't forget about our friends at Cadence Alternative Investing that'll help you make some alternative investments with actually some pretty good returns. There's also something called Masterworks where you can invest in masterworks like, you know, like paintings by great artists that appreciate in value and um, do your research, obviously, but there's some really cool options. All right. Next up, number eight on the reasons why you're broke, you make impulse purchases. So people, you need to let 24 hours pass before you make that want purchase. Make sure it fits within your budget. Impulse purchases are merely an unplanned, irrational decision to purchase something. So just plan it. It's about controlling yourself and your impulses. Budget some impulse purchase money if you need to get that high fulfilling the impulse. Like, But be very um, conservative about that budget. You know, Give yourself a little cash to go you know, play with if you walk around the mall and like to spend your money. But for that, those real purchases are really controlling yourself. Give yourself that 24 hours and think about what you're doing. Oh, that was great. I just want to get right into my number seven because I think this is one of my favorite ones that people, so many people try. And it's like, you live to impress others. That's such an expensive endeavor. Like, once you get like, you'll find that point in life when you get a little mature that you realize how unimportant it is to try to impress people around you. Keeping up expensive with the Joneses. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Like, if you... And some, when you really get that confidence where you don't need to impress others, you turn around and become that cool person. And they want to, people are going to try to impress you because what, they What do you know about being that cool person, Sean? Nope. The moment you live for yourself, Matt, and stop trying, Matt, the moment you start to live for yourself, stop trying to impress others, your entire world is going to change, Matt, believe it or not. Right. You can put on your grandpa glasses during our recording, Matt. Just be you, bro. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Karen, when you let go of trying to impress me and others around you, you begin to find peace within yourself. Like, peace. You'll, you're like, it just brings uh, a zen moment. So true. Karen, Matt, 
So true. It's you will never, ever, ever be happy living to impress other people. That is you are chasing an unattainable goal. You can only make yourself happy. That's literally it. And I know I've dated people who <laughs> who live to impress others and they were in a constant state of misery. Even me, as great as I am, couldn't fix them and make them happy because that is <laughs> just a recipe for being miserable. Facts. OK, so. Number six, reason number six of 15 reasons why you're broke is you don't stick to a budget. So we've mentioned this a couple times. This is back to controlling your spending. If you really struggle with it and the, the net income rule is not enough for you, try something called the 50, 30, 20 rule. There's a few different versions of this, but this rule of thumb for budgeting was coined by Elizabeth Warren, who is the Elizabeth Warren, and someone called Amelia Warren Tiagi. I don't know who that is, maybe her kid. They have a book called All Your Worth, and the rule divides your spending up into percentages. So 50% of after-tax income goes towards your needs, 30% towards wants, 20% towards debt and savings. It is possible that... Uh, your needs will come to more than 50% of your income, so you can adjust accordingly. Um, but it's kind of a good rule of thumb. The minimum payment on any debt or loan repayment is also considered a need. So you you know what your needs are, obviously. And the, the spirit of the rule is that you should limit your spending based on your income and always put some of your money towards repaying debt and saving for the future. So that's simple enough. Doesn't mean you have to live like a nun. You don't have to live like my frugal Jewish parents necessarily, but having these percentages in mind means that you kind of don't, um, don't overdo it in any way and keep your basics covered. Yeah, it's being mindful, you know, just being mindful of your spending habits and what you're spending on. You know, being able to go to that bar or amongst your friends, Karen, and just saying, no, this is what I can afford. And say right. it with confidence. Just say no. Just say, this is what I can afford. All right. Well, to that point, that, that transitions right into our next tip. So the number five reason out of our top 15 reasons why you were broke, it's that you are not disciplined enough to save. Oh, stop. And here's the thing. Maybe you haven't found your discipline. I think you are disciplined enough. You just need to dig down deep and work on building the discipline. It's in you. So, you know, Matt, yeah. I remember Karen, Karen, you had that, you said you mentioned this drill sergeant a couple of shows ago when they just like, you can do it. What did he say? What was that? Yes. What was that? What was yes. Jocko Willink, one of my favorite inspirational former Navy SEALs. <laughs> and him and David Goggins are like the two people that I just listened to. I in love the David Goggins. Going. Yeah. They, are, they will yell you into disciplines. Like they love you and you can feel it, but they're also mad at you because you're not doing the right thing. And he said, discipline equals freedom. You should download it. It's the discipline equals freedom field guide. And it's just him yelling at you like a dad who really loves you and is slightly disappointed. It sounds worth it. It's great. It's really great. So let me give you the drill sergeant it, of, it of number just five. Cut, cut the crap, yeah. You're, you're not disciplined enough to save? Yes, you are. <laughs> you <laughs> are. Well, let, let me just follow that up just with one, like to your point, Karen, about uh, the, the Marine, the, the, the drill sergeant. There's one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers, Eric Thomas. He gives the analogy of the story about when you want something. People, Everyone says they want to be successful, and he told, tells this parable about people. Like, when you want to be successful as bad as you want to breathe, People say they want stuff, but they yeah. just kind of want it. When you really, really want something, you will find that discipline. You'll find it inside you. So you just need to really get your priority. If you want to get your money together, you have to dig deep and find that discipline. And million percent, you just decide to do it. As Jocko Willing says, if you want to stop missing someone, just stop missing someone. If you want to be disciplined, just be disciplined. Isn't he the best? <laughs> number four is you, Karen. Okay, so that brings us to reason number four out of 15 reasons why you're broke, which is that you abuse credit cards. Now, some people argue that just using a credit card is abusing a credit card, but that is not what we say on this show. On this show, we say that you can use credit cards responsibly to build your credit so that you can get mortgages and loans and all kinds of stuff at a better rate in the future. But if you do have a problem abusing credit cards, which I get it, shopping online, it feels like you're not spending real money. Swiping a credit card feels like it's just free money and it's a shock when you pay it back. <laughs> so try reducing the limits of your cards. Have a lower limit so you can't overdo it if you wanted to and keep only a small number of cards. If you keep adding more credit cards you, to your, your stable, then you know you have a problem. You know, 
personally on this show, we're not fans of cutting up your credit cards necessarily, unless you really feel like you have zero control and then, and that the problem with you is bigger than your credit cards. You know, if you have credit cards and there's not a fee associated with it, but your spending is low relative to your credit limit that actually helps your credit out. I think your number four tip here about credit cards, abusing your credit cards, it totally ties in to a lot of things we've said above, but also this the, the discipline thing. Like you need savings discipline, you need credit discipline. So I, I totally see a, a lot of connection between these tips. Yeah, and at least the number three, Matt, Karen, you make excuses. Like I, I'm so annoyed by excuse people. Like you'll, every little thing, they'll find an excuse, reason why they can, reason how they can. They got 12 kids. They got 10 dogs. They can't save. Like those excuse pieces, like get rid of, rid of your excuses. Like it's annoying and anti up. Put yourself first and get it done, as the Marine Drill Sergeant says. You right. can give yourself a million reasons why you can't get it done. But there's also a, reason, a million reasons why you can get it done. You know, it's a glass half full or half empty. People get it together. Yeah. And there's reasons why we make excuses. And, you know, I don't care who you are. This is really for you people that are listening to this show where they're going to be like, you know, it's going to hit home. And, and, and you'll, if you're one of those people that make excuses, you're going to fall in one of these categories. One of them is your fear. Fear of stepping out of your comfort zone. And for me, when I look at stepping out of my comfort zone, you know what I say? It's just life. When I'm gone and I leave this world, if I'm remembered by my children, great. Maybe my grandchildren will probably just remember one thing they heard about their grandfather. My great-grandchildren will probably know very little. So why worry about fear? Live. There's a fear of failure. And failure is simply life lessons. And we all experience fear to gain success. Like me, I was a guy back in the day where I'm finding the hottest girl in the club. If somebody's going to reject me, it better be the hottest girl in the club. I'm not going to Debbie Downer and try to get lucky because I, I want to stop at the top and I'll tip my way down. Maybe by the end of the night, I'm not getting anywhere. Debbie Downer might be the lucky one, but I'm starting at the top because I, I don't have that fear of rejection. Sounds lucky, Sean. Lucky Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> and worked all the way down to by you. <laughs> I'm tipping down. I, 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 scout you, I scout you out and like I'm, I'm starting from the top and I'm tipping my way down. The other one is, you know, the fear of success. Believe it or not, some people are just like, so what if I get this? What if I get that? What if I mention? That's actually a good thing. That's a good problem. If you make a million dollars, I've heard people say, what if I make a million dollars? What am I going to do? What about taxes? Oh, my God. I'm going to be taxed so high. Oh, my God. What Can I ask you a question, though? I, I don't it's mean to interrupt your flow, Sean. I just want to ask a real question. Has anybody ever really met someone who suffers from, like, I, it's like, yes. oh, if, I get, if I get a million dollars, oh, no. Like, oh, they just talk <laughs> themselves out of it. It's as crazy as sounds. Yes, Matt. I'm not, but it's, it's, it's not just fear of having money. It's I think it's fear of like not having the problems that you have now because they're familiar. And also fear of almost exposure, fear of something to lose, you know, like we're doing this show publicly and the idea is to grow it and reach more people. And what if all of a sudden we had 10 million listeners, right? That there are amazing pros that come with that, obviously, but also that's that's more criticism, that's more exposure. Okay. That's yeah. you know, it's, it's a little scary to think about. Exactly. And there's also like, and you know how you correct the unknown and the fear of the unknown? It's really a simple way to do it. It's about educating yourself. Educating yourself on that specific topic builds so much confidence. You know, when I know my shizit, like you can't tell me different. When I know what I'm talking about. Like I'm on point and I'll, I'll accept your criticism. I'll accept your advice, but I, I'll know what I'm doing. You know, use the if then planning, write down every realistic hurdle and not, and address it. Yeah. ID your triggers and determine how to avoid them and don't overdo it. Like if it snows in Barbados, I'm going to bring my winter boots. Like, you know, don't overdo it, but be realistic with that. And you need to have specific and measurable goals. People do that all. They'll get into something and I'm like, so what's your plan? What's the big plan? And they don't even know it. Like I, my goal, it could be a moving target, but I'm always driven by like where I want to get to. And Matt and Karen know that. I'm like numbers about this show, where I want us to get to, where I want the reach to be. And those are specific and measurable goals that change all the time. And don't be scared of making mistakes. Don't be scared of making mistakes, certainly. I Stop comparing yourself to other people. You know, you, there's always someone prettier than you, better than you, smarter really? than you, more experienced than you, always a million percent. You know, you can just work as hard as you work and compare yourself to who you were yesterday. It's absolutely fruitless. If you're looking for, if you're on a problem-seeking mission, you will always, always find them. If you're on a solution-seeking mission, though, you always find them too. And a, a, another aspect of the excuse maker is you're not motivated. Excuse maker. <laughs> so 
you know, sometimes, you know, you got to just you got to step up your, your motivation game. You, you can sit there and wallow in your 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 excuses and your pity. But sometimes it's just about dust yourself off, whatever the situation is, get on up and get busy. Yeah. And stop thinking that you lack the resources. You don't have the money. It's not the right time. Like I, those kind of people annoy me as well. Focus. Stop focusing on your weakness and focusing on the skills that you bring to the table. And if you think if you need to build your confidence up once again, just continue to educate yourself. Correct. Preach. We done? Or no, one we... more. You can go ahead, Matt. Your last one. Okay. All right. And lastly, for the excuse maker, if you're set in your ways, you may have become your own worst enemy. You need to reevaluate your your habits, things that you've been doing, and if it has been working, maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe you need to recalibrate, readjust create a whole new way you're going about whatever the issue is. And in this case, if it's being being broke, if you're a habitual uh, broke person, you need to reevaluate what you're doing and don't, you know, don't be set in your ways. Yep. So next up on our top 15 reasons why you're broke, the cousin to the excuse maker is the blamer. You blame others. Oh, God. I don't know who I like. The excuse maker or the blamer. Oh, what, what you don't want to do is like, you know, oh, I lost my job and you blame it on your boss. Or, you know, you spent you know, my, my, my checking account's overdrawn and you blame it on the bank. You you know, like you always, you know. Like Prices these, are too high. I'm not going to do that. Oh, why am I getting involved in that? Hell no, no. Why were well, you doing that? You're crazy. Oh. Oh, and, and, and I'll say this. In fairness to people, people. We're all human beings. Excuses, blame. Those are things that sometimes there may be times where it's justifiable. But in general, if you're a habitual blamer, a lot of times those issues, you need to be looking in the Michael Jackson said, man in the mirror. You're looking, it's yourself. A lot of times if you're always blaming, you really need to check yourself. The common think, denominator is always you. The common denominator of every single one of your problems, your breakups, <laughs> your failures, and your successes are you. It's you. And we all have that people in our circle with just the blamer. Oh, you call them up and it's just like, oh, my God, dude, life is not that bad. It's not. And, you know, just like the the person who's living to impress other people, as soon as you put it anything on other people, it is a recipe for true misery, you know, because what does it mean if you're if, if it's everybody else's fault for what goes wrong with you, then you are powerless. You have no power to change your situation, right? It's on one hand, it's not your fault. On the other hand, there's nothing you can do because it's everyone else's fault. Nah, it's you. And that's the best scenario, right? It means you can change it. Well, let's go through the 15, 14 I've labeled so, time, so far and then get to our number one reason. All, All right. right. So we went through the 15 from the top to the bottom. We said reason t- number 15, you can't afford your home. Number 14, you can't afford the car. Number 13, you spend more than you make. Number 12, your finances aren't organized. Number 11, you don't invest in yourself. Number 10, you have poor spending habits. Number 9, you don't know how to invest. Number 8, you make impulse purchases. Number 7, you live to impress others. And number 6, you don't stick to a budget. Number five, you're not disciplined enough to save. Spoiler alert, yes, you are. Number four, you abuse credit cards. Number three, you make excuses. Number two, you blame others. And And number number one, Karen, set it off. What is it? You set no goals. You can't set no goals. <laughs> you have to have a vision of your own success. Of course, sometimes it's easily easier said than done. I completely get it. But even a small goal is a goal. As my incredibly good-looking and wildly successful boyfriend, also friend of the show, who we interviewed on our There's No Business Like Show Business episode, says most people not only don't set goals, but don't set them high enough. Right. Most people set their goals to kind of fulfilling their daily needs, paying their bills, going to work. And that's a lot of effort. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to just do the basics. I get it. It's a full day's work, but you actually have to do twice that much to get ahead in your life. And you can do it and people do do it. You just are maybe not setting your goals quite high enough. But if you set your goals high, really high and, and you trust yourself and you're willing to put in the work, then you can actually wildly exceed your dreams. A simple saying I always keep in my head, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. Right. Preach. Well, that top 15 wasn't enough. We got a little something extra for you. We're going to put a little bonus, bonus. sauce on it. So what, what's, like, on, what's, our, what's our bonus on the top you, reasons 
why you're broke. This, this is to me the number one, one, one reason why you're broke. You do not listen or pay attention to our podcast, Two Black Guys with Good Credit. So you need to start from episode one and go all the way to episode 160 something. And by the time you get through our library of episodes, you will see the light, man. You will see the light. <laughs> Let the church say amen. All right. Well, that brings this episode of Two Black Guys with Good Credit to a close. We just broke down the top 15 reasons why you were broke. So if you find yourself guilty of any of these, you need to change that up. And like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. And that literally on this list, it really comes into play. So I'm Matt Smith, one third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And I'm about and I'm Karen Margolis, another, an additional third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you've done. It's okay if you're broke. It matters what you do next. If you want to shout us out, send us an email. Or send us an audio note. Please email us at tbgwgc at gmail.com. That's Two Black Guys with Good Credit at gmail.com. I'm Sean Linda, the better half of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And as I say every show, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket. Amen. All right. We're about. I think, uh, Sean, when you say you're the better third, are you guilty of number seven, living to impress others? Are you trying to? Fascinating. You have to jab on every show. It just stick us out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.